Hello friends, how are you? Trust you all keeping well and safe by God's grace. It's great to be here again with another great topic. The great topic before us today is Jesus, the Son of God. And so we're just going to jump right into it. But first we have to give glory to whom it is due. And so, uh, everlasting Father, you are the King of kings and Lord of lords. We praise you for another time in your presence to dig into your word, to search out the identity of your one and only true Son, Jesus. Lead us by your Spirit today. Convict our hearts, O oh God. Speak to us in your own way and let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. And so before we delve into this topic, Jesus, the Son of God, as an introduction and reminder, what we seek today or what we seek to do in this podcast is to get to know the identity of Jesus, the Christ of God, by asking ourselves some basic questions and thinking through them. That's why this podcast is called Just Thinking Aloud. And just in case you were wondering, the background music is King of Kings. Uh, It's a hill song, a hill song song. It's a beautiful song. I love it. So I do hope you enjoy this topic. And so let's go. In today's podcast, we will be drawing a parallel between what we see in our natural world and what the Bible says by asking normal day-to-day questions in an attempt to verify the identity of Jesus Christ as the Son of God. Now, Jesus Christ is called the Son of God more than 40 times in the Bible. Prophets of old, God the Father, Jesus himself, Satan, demons, the disciples, all agree that Jesus is the Son of God because they all had personal encounters of him as such. Even in modern days, people all across the world, myself included, can testify that Jesus is the Son of God. First off, how would we usually verify the identity of a person? I think we will probably request for an identification card like a driver's license or an international passport. In more extenuating circumstances, we would require an identification marker, such as DNA evidence, facial marks, scars. There's also facial recognition technology. Secondly, in the natural world, especially in the justice system, how is a matter settled? Usually, if a few witnesses attest to the matter and their statements line up with the evidence, then a matter is settled and judgment can be given. This is an ancient law found in Deuteronomy 19 verse 15, which Apostle Paul reiterated in 1 Corinthians 13.1. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. However, imagine that all the above did not exist as a means of identification. And so which, well, which was the case more than 2,000 years ago when Jesus walked on the face of the earth? 
what did they use to prove a person's identity over 2,000 years ago? They did this when different witnesses stood to confirm or attest to a person's identity through tribal and family connections. They kept very pretty good records of family trees and genealogies. Parents could verify their children's identities because parents would have been established in a particular tribe and family. And so based on that backdrop, we can now analyze Jesus's identity as a son of God through those who witnessed and identified him as the son of God. Number one and most important person who identified Jesus as the son is God the Father. Who else, who more than anyone else except the Father, you know, would be able to verify the identity of their son. And so God the Father claimed Jesus Christ as his son in two public displays. This was never hidden publicly. First of all, at his baptism, the heavens opened and a voice, which I'm certain is the voice of God the Father, was heard saying, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Who would call somebody a son except a father? And that's why I'm certain that the voice was God the Father's. And you can find this in Matthew chapter 3 verse 17. The second public display was at Jesus's configuration or transfiguration, sorry about that. A voice said, this is my beloved son, listen to him. This can be found in Mark 9, Mark chapter 9 verse 7. And now the second set of people who attested to Jesus as the son of God, were the angels. Even before his birth, Jesus Christ held the title of the Son of God. When the angel Gabriel came to Mary to give her the news that she would be the mother of Christ, he made the assertion twice. First in Luke 1.32, it said, He will be called great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Jesus is God's son in that he was conceived in Mary by the Holy Spirit. And then in Luke 135 as well, the angel declared, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And so we see Two people here, God the Father, the angels, attesting to Jesus Christ as the Son of God. The third set of people who did this were Satan and the unclean spirits. Can you imagine that? And how did they do this? You know, Satan, a fallen angel who knew the true identity of Jesus, tried tried so hard to cast doubt on his identity as the Son of God in two out of the three temptations as seen in Matthew 4, 3 to 11. By asking him to do things, one, he said, if you are the son of God, <laughs> in both of those temptations, he asked 
if you are the son of God, do this, do this. And at the third temptation, it was apparent that Satan himself knew Christ is the son of God as he asked Jesus to fall down and worship him. Would Satan ask a lesser model to worship him if he didn't know his identity as God? That's a question to ponder. There's so much more to ponder here, but for the sake of time and to stay on topic, I will leave this here. Please study the temptation account in Matthew 4, 3 to 11. In addition, during his earthly ministry, Jesus would cast out demons who would address him as the son of God. Let's take a look at Luke chapter 4, verse 41. And demons also came out of many, crying, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. Mark 3 verse 11 says, And whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. The fourth set of people who identified Jesus as the Son of God were the prophets, the prophets of old in the Old Testament. And not even only in the Old Testament, even in the New Testament. The prophet John the Baptist affirmed Jesus as the Son of God. John the Baptist is a key witness as he fulfilled the prophecy of one who would go before Christ and proclaim his coming. In Isaiah 40 verse 3, it foretells, a voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. This voice, that of John the Baptist, did go on to proclaim the way of the Lord and even to baptize him. John the Baptist proclaimed himself in John 1.34. It says, and I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. Another set of people who attested to Jesus as the Son of God were the disciples. These were the closest people to him while he walked upon the earth doing ministry. So when Jesus' disciples saw him calm the storm in Matthew 14, 33, they worshipped him and said, truly you are the Son of God. Their worship indicated that they viewed Jesus as God himself because only God deserves every worship. In Matthew 16, 13 to 16, Jesus also went through the process of confirming who people said he was and then brought it to a personal level in verse 15. He said to them, but who do you say I am? The emphasis of, on you is mine because the same question is being asked of us today. Who do you say Jesus is? In verse 16, Simon Peter replies, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Once Peter gave this answer by revelation, hear what Jesus said to him from verses 17 to 20. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. 
I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. 20. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. The New King James Version says not to tell anyone that he was Jesus, the Christ. Wow. The fact that Peter identified Christ for who he is earned him a glorious accolade and an eternal legacy. Someone may also want to ask why Jesus would ask the disciples not to tell anyone that he was Jesus the Christ and Messiah. I believe it's because knowing Christ for who he really is requires a personal revelation and encounter. It's not something that anyone can convince anyone else to do. We all need to seek Christ out personally and passionately. And God the Father himself will reveal who he is. Like Peter, here lies our eternal legacy. The disciple John said in the opening statement of his gospel in John 1, 1-2, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God and the word became flesh and that's verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. And Jesus is asking us once again, who do you say? I am. And the last person who identified himself, who or who identified Jesus as the Son of God, was Jesus himself. If I come to you and I tell you, I am Vicky Arua, yes, to an extent you will believe me, even without an identity, until I prove it. And so Jesus did attest to that himself. And Jesus is not somebody who would just speak anyhow. When he speaks the word, that is it. His integrity is, you know, is in himself. Jesus did not leave any room for doubt regarding his own identity. He clearly attested to his own deity in the four gospels. Jesus referred to God as his father. When in the agony in the garden, he called God Abba, an Aramaic word that implies an intimate father-son relationship. When Jesus stood before the council preceding his crucifixion, the elders asked him politely, or pointedly rather, are you the son of God then? And he said to them, you say that I am. Then they said, what further testimony do we need? We have heard it ourselves from his own lips. And that can be found in John 22, 70 to 71. To the chief priests and the elders, Jesus calling himself the son of God was no different than calling himself God. Jesus also directly states that he coexisted with the father in his prayer in John 17, 5. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. His acknowledgement of 
this paternal relationship before he came to earth affirms his unique status as the son of God. And so I ask you this question. When God the Father, the angels, even demons, Satan, men, both physicals, physical and spiritual and heavenly being, beings, attest to Christ as the Son of God, and by extension, God, do we need any other evidence of Jesus' identity as the Son of God? These are a great cloud of witnesses confirming his identity that we cannot ignore. And so, in conclusion for today, the Bible is firm in proclaiming Jesus as the Son of God and God. The Gospel of John, for example, says, But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. John 20, 31. Many across the world who have come into a saving faith in Christ and have received this life have also come to this conclusion. In the New Testament, Jesus' sonship highlights his relationship to the Father, divine nature and daily. Jesus spoke clearly that he and the Father were equal in nature and essence. In Colossians, Jesus is described as God's beloved son, and he is the image of the invisible God. And so with all this proving that Jesus is the son of God, why wouldn't we believe? What more evidence do we need for that? And I pray that this has ministered to you in one way or the other. I pray that the Holy Spirit will even expand this word and enlarge this word in our hearts and bring a personal revelation and encounter of Jesus the Christ as the Son of the one and only true God. Thank you for listening in with me today. I really appreciate you hanging out with me. Well, we cannot close though until we say a prayer. Heavenly Father, we just bless your holy name. Thank you for revealing to us Jesus as your son. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being the heir of salvation. Thank you for making us joint heirs with you. Thank you for drawing us even into that sonship relationship with you. And Lord, we ask that you draw us closer. Reveal yourself in a new way to each and every one of us on this platform, listening, that is listening now, will listen in the future. We need a personal encounter with you. Holy Spirit, breathe on us and have your way through Jesus Christ. Amen. And so I do hope today's topic has made some impact in your life. Please feel free to reach out to me through my blog or by sending a comment or question through the podcast link. I appreciate your time with me today. Let's make it a date at the next podcast. I'll keep the topic under wraps. Shh. It's a surprise. See you then. Shalom.